Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live Third Parties Podcast. Free Press, Media Press, Inc., a third party's books publisher, sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Lindsay v. Baldwin, 750-F3D-1061, Court of Appeals, 9th Circuit, 2014. Friends, today we're going to discuss an issue we haven't discussed before. Eligibility to run for president. This case involves a female named Peta Lindsay going against the state of California and guess who represents uh, guess who represents California Kamala D Harris our current vice president so what do you think about how she relates to third parties is she fair in her handling of third parties what do you think what do you think? What do you think? Probably not, but maybe you think she is. Yes, this case involved the issue of eligibility. So let's read from the record specifically. It says, quote, Like Stephen Colbert before her, Peta Lindsay didn't want to become president of the United States. She just wanted to run. To that end, she sought a place on the 2012 presidential primary ballot for the Peace and Freedom party. She probably filed her nomination papers as required by California law and was generally recognized as a candidate for that party. End quote. And then it continues to say, quote, nevertheless, when California Secretary of State Deborah Bowen distributed the certified list of candidates generally recognized to be seeking their party's nominations, Lindsay discovered that her name wasn't on it. See California Election Code Statute 6722 and 6951. At 27 years of age, Lindsay wasn't constitutionally eligible to be president. See U.S. Constitution Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5. But was she eligible to run? Lindsay claims she was, and so brings suit vindicating of her rights under the First Amendment, the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, and the 20th Amendment. She is joined by one of her supporters and the Peace and Freedom Party. For convenience, we will generally refer to only to her. End quote. Let's unpack that. As I've noticed in reading cases for ballot access, as well as reading cases for obscenity law, which we have another podcast on obscenity law called Long Live the First Amendment and Free speech podcast, on occasion, judges will use flowery language or use humor in briefs. Here's an example. I didn't read anywhere in the brief that Peta stated that she actually didn't want to become president. So they're using some rhetorical devices here. In this case, our friend Peta Lindsay is invoking the First and Fourteenth Amendment, which, as I'm sure you're sick of me hearing now, you loyal listeners, we see again and again in these ballot access trials. 
for the first time, I saw someone invoke the 20th Amendment. We'll get to that later in the case, but they did invoke it. That's a first. Peace and Freedom Party, good job. So what do you think about the premise here? Do you think somebody who is not 35 years of age should run for president as a third-party candidate? Would you ever do that? Since I am well above 35, I am 42 as of this podcast, that's a moot point to me personally. But maybe you are in the range where it wouldn't be a moot point. So would you ever do that if you weren't old enough for the office? The other offices, such as U.S. Senator being 30 and U.S. Representative being 25 and states being what they are, you could a bit there. You don't have to be quite as old to run, but still that would disqualify a fair number of people. So would you run under those circumstances if you weren't old enough for the office? Would you say it's okay for Lindsay, but not for you? So what do you think about that? They discuss how even though this election is over, this issue may come up in the future, so they want to address it now and set a precedent. They are arguing here at the court that is that age requirements are not are non-discriminatory since they apply to all. At least in this sense, age is not protected. So you can use it to discriminate against younger people. They say here the following. So let's read it. It says, quote, She argues primarily that Secretary Bowen's refusal to place her on the presidential primary belt denied her and her party the right to present and support an alternative to the two-party system. But there is neither any fundamental right to run for public office nor any right to use the ballot itself to send a particularized message. End point. Do you agree with that? Do you agree that there is or is not a fundamental right to run for public office or to use the ballot for a particularized message? Would you ever use the ballot for that purpose? I've heard people talk about third-party campaigns. I've heard even third-party candidates themselves say, they're, they don't think they have a chance of winning, but they're using the election process as a platform. So would you ever do that? I would hope that we would be optimistic enough to think we can win, as it has happened before. So it can happen again. I wouldn't want to deny anyone the right to run, even if they didn't think they could win, but we want to hold that possibility especially for the lower races. I love that she's presenting an alternative to the two-party system. That's what we're all about here on this podcast. That's what Free Press Media Press Inc. does in our books. Our books often explicitly address third parties, such as our book, Let's Use Free Speech to Honor Political Third Parties, and then other books we talk about issues pertaining to third parties that may not be directly related, but indirectly related, how to petition the government for a redress of grievances, 
for our books on unionization. So yes, that is something we love, alternatives to the two-party system. They discuss here, the judges, that is, Lindsay herself is not saying she is eligible. She admits she's 27. They're saying in other cases, there's eligibility that may be debatable. So they're arguing that the First Amendment does not permit one the right to run for an office one is not qualified for. So what do you think? Do you think it does or do you think it doesn't? Let me know. Peta Lindsay here is arguing the Secretary of State of California is discriminating against her because she is a black female. The judges don't give this view any bearing because they say there's no evidence of this. They said Lindsay didn't provide any documentation. So they can't conclude that such is a case. They state the following as well. They say, quote, while claiming that similarly situated candidates were treated differently than she was, Lindsay can't identify a single person who appeared on the California ballot despite admitting that he wasn't qualified, end quote. Lindsay brings forth a good argument, something to consider at least. She says, John McCain was running for president, but people did, doubted his eligibility. Unfortunately, the judges don't find that persuasive. They argue that in President McCain's case, he was, he believed he was eligible, whereas Peta Lindsay doesn't believe she's eligible since obviously 27 is not 35. Whereas in McCain's case, because he was not born in the U.S., it was a debatable issue. So they're saying it's essentially comparing apples to oranges. The unique claim of the 20th Amendment, they say, does not apply because it talks about how our country proceeds if the president can't serve their position, such as being the vice president. And what happens if the vice president isn't eligible for office? They're saying that doesn't apply here because that's not dealing with the election issue. It's not the same thing. So ultimately they say, quote, affirmed, end quote. Lindsay didn't win. What do you think about the motivation behind this? Do you think this was a good idea or do you think she shouldn't have done it? Let me know. Otherwise, as you go about your day, think in your mind how you can advance third parties and do what you can. That's what I intend to do. I intend to keep advancing third parties. Long live third parties. Goodbye.